Well, it's 11.02. We probably should start. Hello, uh, Brother Timothy. Timothy's also- Good morning, Good morning everyone. Hello. Good to see you. How are you? Great, thank you. Uh, the way we start off is uh, after our greeting, we have a scripture reading, and that's going to be by Kevin Cabe. Kevin, you have, do you have it prepared as a graphic? I do. Yep. Do I have to write scare sheet, uh, share the screen? Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have a scripture reading. Uh, we have a, a video uh, of the scripture reading. It's the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And then we'll, we'll have a, 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 pr a prayer after that. I'll, I'll do that. And we'll start the uh, time with our brothers from Chinese American Bible Church. So, uh, Kevin, why don't you start with us, please? Sure. Good morning. It says, this is from Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verses 1 through 9, I believe. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Gal Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the, sta and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. <clears throat> For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen. Go ahead, Kevin. Why don't you pray? Yeah, sure. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your, who you are. Thank you for your goodness as we come together uh, for our weekly prayer call. Lord, there's so many concerns that we have, so many things going on in our city, in our country, in our world. Lord, we just want to pause and just say we celebrate you during this season. We celebrate the hope uh, that you have ushered in years ago. Lord, we are grateful for the men and women that, that serve you, that are on this call, those that could not be on this call. And so, Lord, as we, uh, again, lift one another up, the burdens that we all share, um, there are many. This pandemic is affecting uh, so many people, health, their lives, their income, their livelihood. So, Lord, we, uh, the burden is heavy, and so we lay it at your feet and ask you to do with it, um, to put it on your shoulders, Lord. And um, Again, we look forward to this time as well as we get to learn about brothers and sisters that are sharing in and around our region. And so we look forward to that uh, today. Um, and, Lord, we just trust you. We love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And Amen. Grace, uh, why don't you begin our, our video? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, 
Jesus, I, we thank you for this uh, scripture reading. This Christmas, put a little so... extra joy, hope, and... Oop. This scripture sounds uh, so appropriate for us today. Feeling uh, in uh, mourning and darkness, almost in exile. Thank you for the promise of the light that comes when the Son of God appears. I pray you'll increase our... Uh, appreciation of the arrival of Jesus Christ this Christmas as we celebrate his incarnation. And Lord, in so many places in this earth that are finding it hard to find joy, I pray you'll help to awaken and uh, to deepen our, our joy in you because of what you have done to overcome uh, the darkness, overcome uh, 
sin and death and hell and, and the devil and to give us uh, the promise and the reality of eternal life in our hearts even right now. Thank you for each one on this call. We pray your blessing on our conversation in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've got several people that have joined us. If you have joined us as the uh, video was playing, uh, welcome. We are going to have a few moments to interview and talk with uh, two of the leaders of the Chinese American Bible Church in Freehold, New Jersey, one of the newer congregations in our, uh, in our association. Uh, we are going to be recording this, too, as an episode of our podcast that is called Slice, and maybe, Grace, at the end of the day, you can uh, tell us a little bit more about that. But we want to welcome uh, Elder... Timothy Kwok and Ken Chan to our conversation today. We're glad that you are here today. Welcome to our prayer meeting. Thank you, Brother George. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know what we usually do is uh, kind of get to know one another. We're using these uh, prayer times as a way to get to know uh, each other. So uh, why not both of you take a couple of uh, moments and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe about your family and the ministry that you have at, uh, at the church. Sure. Um, okay, I'll go first. Uh, my name is uh, Timothy Kwok. Uh, I'm one of the uh, elders of uh, Chinese American Bible Church in Freehold, New Jersey, as what brother is saying. Um, actually, I grew up in a Christian family. My dad was uh, you know, a pastor, a seminary teacher, and professor, and so on. So, um, but my life hasn't been really transformed by the Lord until I am at the age of 16. That I really truly come to know the Lord, mm -hmm. and uh, since then He changed my life and shaping me all the, all these years. I'm 67 right now this year, so uh, if I don't look that old, uh, you know, thank you very much. But I'm much older than most of you guys on the screen here. <laughs> uh, Lord has been very good. Uh, you know, about 21 years ago, um, Lord just called me to uh, Freehold here to uh, work with uh, you know, Freehold brothers and sisters at uh, you know, to plant a Chinese church, Chinese speaking church. In Frio area, because the uh, the area has been growing uh, tremendously, you know, you have seen different ethnicity, you know, people from all walks of life moving in to Central Monmouth County. So, um, make the long story short, there has been a long journey, and um, there's ups and downs. Uh, but uh, you know, thank God for all our brothers and sisters that uh, and, and uh, co-workers to keep us in focus, in check, and to encourage us to continue to walk. This is our first 21st year anniversary. And about three years ago, we, uh, um, we joined uh, you know, the uh, Sun Baptist Convention and uh, the new New York uh, Metro. And uh, actually I know uh, Brother George for much longer than that, uh, but the law has been very good and allowing us to bring it, bring it to, uh, to, together as a family of God to serve together in this very trying season. I am a grandfather. I have two grandchildren. I have two sons. One married, the other one not married yet. And um, one of the last things that uh, I just need you to lift me up, uh, kind of, you know, uh, fervently every day in prayer, because my wife has been um, uh, diagnosed with lupus about 26 years ago, 1994. So every day, you know, we just been uh, living in that uh, uh, under uh, the the very challenge of health. But God's been good. And um, I, I wouldn't have, I don't have time to tell you the testimony, but uh, just keep us in prayer and uh, keep us in, in, in his love all day. Yeah, right, thank right. you. 
So, so uh, Elder, you were the one of the founding members of the church, I, I assume. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. I used to attend uh, the All American uh, Church in Howell, who's Independent Baptist. Right. Okay. True. All right, uh, Brother Ken. Yes. Good morning. Um, and um, actually, uh, we uh, I, I'm um, my parents uh, were not safe. My dad died about 15 years ago now, at age 91. Um, uh, my stepmom uh, still is still living in Brooklyn, so uh, and she's still not saved yet. She has dementia now, so the challenge. Um, mm -hmm. I shared a gospel with them, but uh, we can only be messengers, and God would be the uh, the converter of the heart. So uh, still at peace uh, with that. Uh, and uh, as long as my stepmom's still alive, uh, there's still a uh, opportunity, and so I fervently pray that she would uh, receive Christ. Mm. a savior uh, my father-in-law received christ uh, right one week before he died of cancer wow. so uh, we we drove a uh, long distance up to uh rooster new york to do that um a lot of driving uh to uh and then actually um uh timothy quark's elder quark's uh father uh pastor quark is the one who um baptized my my father-in-law uh, before he at, at home um with a cup because at that time he was in a dying, dying uh, deathbed almost. So I praise God for that. Um, I retired from working for the U.S. Army about um, 2014 um, as an Army civilian, not not a military uh, uh, military guy. Um, but I worked there most of my career uh, until I retired. Um, my my discipline is uh, uh, engineering, electronic engineering, but my my work, my career has always been software engineering and management. Um, something that Elder Quat didn't tell you, he's also the uh, board of directors in uh, Pillar College, uh, and as well as um, Cornerstone Bible Seminary. I, I hope I said that. In the International Bible Institute. Bible Institute, okay, yeah. Well, that's mostly in Chinese. My Chinese is not up to par as, uh, as Elder Tim. He, he's, he's like uh, fluent in all, all sides of the uh, congregation, both, uh, both Chinese speaking and English. So uh, I have two adult daughters who are both married now. Uh, they moved to Virginia. Uh, oh, the reason I mentioned about Elder Tim is that because uh, he introduced me to the Pillar College uh, degree. So I'm, I'm currently working it. I have two more weeks of final for this semester. Um, so that was a good, uh, good uh, way to be equipped. Uh, and uh, yes, I'm also uh, a founder, uh, a member founder of uh, the, the Chinese American Bible Church at this point. Uh, and uh, the, uh, uh, my daughters, uh, two daughters uh, who mar who's married now, both married to uh, Christian uh, young men, which I thank God for. Uh, they are all serving at the uh, McLean Bible Church where David Plock is. Um, and, uh, and they serve in ministries as well. Um, so both of you, both of you men uh, had careers in uh, either business, uh, real estate, uh, working for the United States Army, and yet you were founding members of this, uh, of this congregation. How did that work? How, did, how was your, your work in the world, so to say, kind of impacted uh, the way you guys have planted this church? Elder, can you want to go first? Yeah, actually, I, I, I would say I would give the credit to God. Um, 
is this through other circumstances? Uh, Elder Tim mentioned that he used to worship in another church, or actually in the board of the deacons board of another church. I was also a uh, uh, equivalent to a deacon board at another church as well. Um, in God's way, he just moved us out, uh, and part of the congregation from um, uh, the old church uh, came out, and we started a Chinese a Chinese American Bible Church where. Um, uh, pastor Kwok, uh, Elder Tim's dad, um, was the um, consulting pastor to, um, to, to help establish us. Um, and as far as um, um, serving the community, uh, uh, we want to also, we want to reach out to those who, um, the, to the Chinese speaking community as well, that uh, uh, will have trouble with um, the English uh, language as well as the culture, because a lot of them now moved from China, but before then it was immigration from Hong Kong, which is Cantonese speaking. Mm -hmm. And the Cantonese speaking population and immigration had died down so dramatically, it's hardly coming from there anymore. It's mainly from mainland China uh, for, for the immigrations. So God's guidance, we started this church uh, uh, and God just built up uh, wherever he builds with the both English and this, uh, Chinese speaking congregation. All right, for me, um, I think uh, uh, this is a natural thing uh, because in my early age, um, actually my 18, um, when I was 18, God just called me into the ministry. Uh, but interesting enough that, uh, you know, everybody's calling is a different. Some people will get called in full-time ministry. Some is called as a lay person and like Paul is a time maker. Uh, I'm the kind of person, you know, God never said, look, you want you to be a pastor full-time there and got paid from the church. And being in the pastor family, growing as this PK, I see how pastor is being treated sometimes in churches. Right? Fairly, I mean, I can talk to you guys because we're all co-laboring at church, right? And um, God just wanted me to do what I am good at doing. I was a computer uh, specialist, you know, starting off and uh, way back in the 1970s. And, um, and then... Uh, Gradually, the Lord just moved me into a self-employed situation. I uh, be, became a realtor in New Jersey, and he blessed me so much. And I finally owned three offices and uh, more than 100 people working for me uh, before I sold my business in 2006. But throughout the whole entire process, uh, I've been serving in various different churches and positions. Uh, in my <clears throat> earlier age, um, I, I would say in my 30s, uh, I was in Canada and uh, I planted uh, in two churches with uh, some brothers and sisters there in Toronto, Xander, the Embarrassed CNMA. And um, because of the same situation happens, a lot of uh, you know, immigrants from Hong Kong at the mm -hmm. time immigrated to uh, Toronto. So we planted a church on the east side of Toronto. Right now, the church is like, you know, we're looking at maybe a couple thousand people now. So God's been good and that's in my DNA. And when I was here, God called me to uh, plant a church in. Uh, Freehold here. I talked to my pastor at uh, you know Manly Baptist. I said, Pastor, I'm not leaving the church. I just want the church to send me out so I can be the, the neighboring church, so we can just spread the gospel and and, and working together. Matter of fact, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Elder King know that, that we have a joint venture. We're supporting the IBC. Um, that they have a food drive for Thanksgiving, and our church also you know, raise up some money and we deliver a whole bunch of food turkeys into their their, their, their food pantry. So our relationship is like not we're standing alone. We want to work with our fellow brother and sister co-churches in the neighborhood so the gospel can cover blanket the whole area. And that's our goal. Uh, 
So uh, yes, and while I'm in business too, George, um, uh, you know, I have Bible study in my office and we're going through the book of Romans, the book of John's and people come to know Christ. So I think that with the way that, that we witness is like, you know, I model after Paul, which he modeled after Jesus Christ. He imitated me as I have imitated Christ. So that's my right. model. You're one of the few churches that in our association that actually own their own building, a uh, very beautiful building just off of a main road there in, uh, in Freehold. Uh, how long have you had the building? We're in the building for 11 years now. 11 years. Okay. Uh, uh, as we think about praying for for uh, CABC, uh, sometimes we ask, well, what are the greatest needs, you know? But I also would like to frame this question is, what do you see as the opportunity, the potential that we can pray for with you uh, uh, today? Uh, maybe both of you could speak to that. Okay, I'll take the lead on that one first. Um, that definitely is a lot of uh, need in prayer and it's very challenging in terms of um, what we're facing a lot unknown in, in, in the future 2021, but we know one thing God is really in control and he guided us you know, throughout the process of this year facing the pandemic. Uh, one of our major, major challenges is that uh, you know, we, want to, we want to branch out or, or you should say reach out for different uh, ethnic group. And there's always a little kind of struggle because you know, people have a tendency want to gravitate or maybe you know, worship or come to you know, know people in the same background, same ethnicity, and so on. So I need to bring it to your attention and, and pray for us that we can reach out for every nation, every nation. That's one day, you know, we're going to be uh, worshiping God in that model. And secondly, I think that we need to also pray that um, um, the building can be used more wisely because, um, you know, we're, right now we're not utilizing the building 100%. And we want to, you know, it's always back in my mind, I share with Elder King too, and maybe sometime in the future, Lord willing, we can start some kind of Bible Institute there, maybe a second congregation and other churches have need. We're willing to open our door, you know, to help them to establish like, you know, what we have, you know, been receiving bless, blessing from other churches in, in the past. Right. Right. Yeah, um, I, I echo Elder Tim's um, <clears throat> desires. Um, we Right now, the uh, diversity of our congregation, um, one in age and the other one in uh, ethnicity, most of our non-Chinese, uh, 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 I would say that the attendees are because of mixed marriages. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, non-Chinese, um, part, non part, part of the congregation have non-Chinese uh, uh, spouses. So. And, and that's where the diversity for um, that ethnicity comes from. Demographically, the younger part of the generation, uh, they most, practically almost all of them just speaks English uh, or used to English. And their view is always diversity. Uh, they want to reach out to the uh, community uh, in our freehold area. Uh, there is a lot of Hispanics in that freehold area, for example. Uh, so there, there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, as, um, I'm learning right now in, in school, uh, you know, business is a mission, uh, like Elder Tim was talking about, there's ways that the church can be incarnate in the community without having a structure of organization because church is both organism and organization. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we want to, to let the people that we 
know that we care. And then when they know that we care, they will listen or that your words are more believable. Yeah. Uh, so that's my desire as well. Yeah. Uh, just one, one, one final question I may have, and then I want to ask someone to pray for uh, CABC spe specifically. What can you tell us about, uh, I know you're without a formal pastor uh, that's shepherding the congregation. How can we pray for you in that process? What's, what's, what can you share about the status of that and, and what we might be praying about? Excellent question. Um... I was just going to add something to it. Um, you asked how we minister while we're working and having own businesses. Um, I, I don't think there is a difference between a full-time and part-time pastor. There's no such thing as serving part-time in the Lord. Yeah. So I can only speak for myself and now the king can, can, can say that for himself. Um, we've been spending a lot of time you know, serving in the church and caring for the flocks. Um, I mean, countless hours. But I think that is not a boast, but really a reality. So um, to us is that, uh, you know, this is the mission. Uh, I retired many years ago, uh, maybe six or seven years ago. And uh, I mean, even prior to that, you know, the church ministry, you know, helping people, caring for people, ministering to, the, to them, teaching the word of God has always been a full-time uh, uh, vocation. I wouldn't call it prof profession this time. This is calling. Um, so how do we pray? Uh, we do need somebody, you know, to have no other secular job, you know, just like you're concentrating and serving in the Lord. I think, I think that's really important. I'm not trying to diminish a, you know, a singular vocation uh, pastor. Uh, but I think this is important. And currently we have uh, an individual that we identify, we're in the talking, and uh, we hope that uh, you know, God's will and we can uh, go further, uh, maybe bring this person on board. Mm -hmm. But yet um, we have two, what the challenge is that we not only have English congregation, we also Chinese congregation. So right now I am putting, has been putting my focus on the Chinese congregation for the last 20 years. And that's mainly you know, where I am uh, coming in from. This person that comes in, if he comes in, and I think he'll, his stress will be in the English side more or less uh, because he grew up here in America, his nation in America. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Anything you would add to that, uh, Brother Ken? Sure. Before I add to that, there, um, Anna just asked me a question. I think I should share that. It's um, are we open to other towns around us, like Homedale, Middletown? Yeah, by all means, we have people from Jackson. And in fact, our ping pong ministry, people come as far as Staten Island. Um, I mean, that, that that is amazing. You know, God just draws people. Uh, so um, I, I didn't mention all the ministries, but that's that's okay. Uh, back back to our pastoral uh, work. Um, because Elder Tim's language uh, capability, uh, we needed him over there. I, I believe the Lord had used him mightily there. Uh, <laughs> food, especially for this pandemic time frame, the Zoom is just reaching out to the global side mm -hmm. you know, more than more than we ever dreamed of before. Uh, and, and as far as pastoring, uh, we the the problem is that uh, some of our congregation members uh, don't uh, realize that elders and pastors are in the same office. Uh, and we even introduced a nine marks series to them what eldership is. Uh, basically, Mark Debra would say that uh, elders are like volunteer firemen, but they're still firemen. You know, you, you don't, you know, when firemen come to your doorstep and try to put out a fire, you don't say, wait, are you a volunteer or you pay, you know? <laughs> uh, so so that, that's one of the challenges we have, we have to deal with. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I want to add. Wow. 
Well, listen, we we love you guys, and we just admire the, your commitment to uh, serve in ministry, whether you are uh, working for the U.S. government or in real estate or wherever God has used you. Thank you for your hearts for so many years in serving. And uh, we're just really privileged that you are a part of MNYBA. We want you to feel loved and supported by us as much as we can. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask Romy Manansala if he would be the one to voice a prayer for you. Romy has worked in church planting for uh, many, many years, uh, understands the dynamics of uh, English as a second language or a, uh, that, whole, that whole issue of ministering to first generation uh, speakers, to English speakers, the combina combining that together. So Rome, you're the perfect person to pray for uh, brother. Uh, Tim and uh, Brother Ken and the Chinese American Bible Church. So would you do that for us? Uh, sure. Thank you, George. Our Father in heaven, we are so blessed and delighted to hear you work through the Christian American Bible, the Chinese American Bible Church in Freehold. Thank you for Brother Tim, Brother Ken. Thank you, God, for raising them up. Thank you for putting this church in the heart of Freehold with an open heart. Father, they need more leaders and leaders come from you. Lord Jesus, you said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. So we are joining them to ask you to send them leaders in their church. And for the meantime, Lord, also thank you for allowing us to hear that they see ministries, opportunities in their area, Hispanics, other nationalities, English speakers, Chinese speakers, Mandarin, Cantonese, and others. Lord Jesus, empower them with your Holy Spirit and help them to continue making disciples. Thank you for allowing all of us to become a part of the kingdom of God through MNYBA through this circle. So I commit them to you. I commit to you themselves as individuals. I commit them to you as families and the whole church. For all these things, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And thank Amen. you, Romy. Amen. Welcome. Nice to meet you, brother Tim, brother Ken. Thank you, Romy. Thank you. We're going to spend a couple of moments just to kind of giving some updates on uh, things around the association. We received a great uh, thank you card from uh, from who we call affectionately Grandma, but it's from Carolyn uh, uh, Dale, just thanking us for her pra our prayers on her behalf uh, for her family, for her brother, and uh, and she's also expressing our her prayers for us. I think she may even be on this call, so thank you. Uh, thank you, Grandma, for your for your note. Um, uh, let Let's just have Kevin and Wes and Grace just give us a couple of updates, and then we'll have some time to pray together. So, yeah, Kevin, yeah. why don't you start? Awesome. Um, if it were a normal year, we I would be in New York right now, getting ready for coats for the city. Um, would be happening today uh, and tomorrow, and so it's a little little sad. But God had other plans, and so you just mm -hmm. be in prayer for that that we'll be able to have that next year. Um, so instead of ramping up for that, we're kind of closing things down a little bit. Um, mainly, I'm working on maintaining the relationships that we have with our partners across the country. We have plenty of people that are ready to travel to New York whenever things open up. So 
Um, so just be in prayer for those connections and those conversations that are happening. Uh, the one thing I would report on is that we are working on some more micro meetings. Um, we have one scheduled for, no, uh, for December 17th. That's in New Jersey. Um, and so that's happening. And then we have one, I, be I believe, on the 16th, Wednesday, the 16th. And I think we're targeting Long Island. Um, once those are confirmed, you'll, you'll see those in an email uh, that'll be going out to you. So be in prayer for those micro meetings. It's an opportunity for us to gather together uh, for encouragement, for fellowship. And um, that's all I have to report on. Thanks, Kevin. Wes? Yeah, it's uh, like Kevin said, uh, in a normal year, we would be preparing to have about 150 college students come to the city in the next couple of weeks to serve with our churches. Um, and of course, that didn't happen this year. So kind of like Kevin, again, I'm just trying to maintain relationships with BCMs, with colleges across the country, just people that have come here in the past and sent teams, um, trying to let them know that there will be options in the future, so not to forget about us. Um, also working on an intern internship as well. We've got four interns here in the building currently right now. Um, we've got two more coming in January as well. So we're, there are still people coming here and it's really exciting just to see how God is still able to use, use these people that have committed to come and give their life for ministry and, and use it during this really hard time. <clears throat> um, also again, just on a broader housing scale, trying to work with, with short-term teams as well, just trying to get people on the calendar kind of say, but we don't know what March or what May or June or July is going to look like, but go ahead and get on the calendar, start planning your trip, and hopefully we can work through those details. So again, it's just a lot of work, a lot of connection, I'm trying to let people know that there are still options here and God is still doing really big things here in the city. Yeah. Hey, Wes, give us a couple, just a snapshot of what our interns in the building are actually doing. Yeah. So we have two working in the Bronx with Jordan Salceda, um, working on ESL classes, youth ministry, um, those type of things, starting to head up those kind of ministries. We actually have one with Chris Mills, who's on the call down in Hell's Kitchen. Um, he's helping him with just neighborhood outreach, trying to engage their community, hand out bags, those kind of things. Um, then we have a girl working in Jackson, at Jackson Heights Community Church as well. <clears throat> and she's helping them just kind of, again, with networking. They're starting their, um, they're doing house church. They have been for about the last month. So trying to just keep communication up, trying to keep the church in the loop on things that are going on. And she's going to start helping them with their ESL classes as soon as they start back again. So they're all busy. I'll have a lot of stuff going on, which is really exciting right now. We have a couple of extra extra missionaries in our building too. Tell us about those. We have um, right now we have four girls in the building that are, they were supposed to be in East Asia teaching. Um, they were supposed to be there in August. Um, again, obviously they couldn't get there like they would normally. So they've, <clears throat> all those classes have transitioned to online. They're teaching college age people's um, English as a second language and trying to help them just kind of get used to the language. Um, but we had one of our pastors on Long Island reach out. His daughter is one of the leaders of the, of the project and ask if they could come to New York and work with one of our churches, um, but also teach while they were here. So we had space in our building. We wanted to make that happen. So we've got, we've had as many as six of them in the building. Right now we've got four and we have another one planning to come in February. Um, but they're taking time, they're teaching lessons online, and then they're working with Brooklyn Chinese Baptist Church on Sunday mornings. They're going down there, helping with worship, um, hanging out with some of their college-age kids as well, just building a, a community, building a faith network. Um, but it's also really cool to let them see what Chinese culture looks like, even in America. It's a really good kind of stepping stone for them as they prepare to go to East Asia. Wow. Thank you, Wes. Grace? 
Yeah, hey guys. Um, so I just want to remind you about our YouTube page. Um, we record a lot of these calls. Um, when we have a speaker or a guest, um, I think it's a good time to kind of give the illusion of fellowship <laughs> virtually um, to hear from one another. So it's a good time of encouragement. And we do uh, record these and put them on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash MNYBA. Um, and we turn these into our a podcast that we have called Slice, like a, a slice of New York pizza, a slice of what, what God is doing here in the city. Um, so we're in the process of getting that podcast on iTunes. Um, so hopefully we'll have more information for you guys on that next week. Uh, so be on the lookout for that but like I said just go to our YouTube channel and you can check out a lot of our past events that we've recorded um, like this one um, and that's pretty much all I've got right now for some videos we have some future videos coming out soon um, but like I said I'll have more information on that next week that's great thank you hey let's share some prayer requests uh, that we can pray for as we close out uh, we have learned uh, I think Grace you may have heard uh uh, about John Ramirez and his health challenges. Could you, can you tell us about that, please? Absolutely. Um, so um, many of you know John and Anna Ramirez. They uh, worked here in the building for, um, I'm not sure how, for a long time, I believe, um, before, before my time. Um, but um, they, they live in Oklahoma now, and they were both, they both tested positive for COVID last week. Um, Anna and John, they both received um, some sort of, it's a new medication that um, was available to only, I've heard 50 people in Oklahoma, and they were the first two to receive this dosage. Um, Anna um, recovered pretty quickly. She never even really showed symptoms of COVID. Um, John, however, he started having complications um, breathing. He collapsed last week took him to the hospital. Um, he recovered from that, went back home, was okay for Thanksgiving. And then I believe his blood pressure um, dropped. And so they brought him back in and he is now in the ICU on a ventilator. Um, so please keep him in your prayers. Um, I know it is, it's obviously very difficult. It's very hard because Anna cannot be there with him in the hospital. Um, so I know it's very difficult on their family. Um, please keep them in your prayers. Yes. Other requests we can pray for the, uh, this morning you want to share with us? Yeah, speaking of COVID, uh, we also have a brother and his wife. Uh, he, him has been diagnosed with COVID. He's been in hospital for two weeks now. Oh. Uh, he got a similar problem and they can't breathe and he's oxygen, uh, you know, 10 liter per hour and, and just very difficult. Um, but, you know, he's getting a little bit better right now. And uh, he may be able to uh, be home this weekend with the oxygen tank and everything else. Um, but praying, you know, for the church. And we have a second one that um, he's not diagnosed, but he's been contact, uh, you know, with, contacted with another uh, COVID uh, uh, co-worker at work. Mm -hmm. So uh, just we really, really a special protection in the church. We, we were open, but now we're closed uh, you know, this week. Right, right. George, as we all pray for frontline health workers, I know we pray for all, but relationship and proximity make it personal because I have a wife, I have two children are all nurses and they are all taking care of COVID patients. And where we are in Bergen County, it's the highest in New Jersey. Mm, wow. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a daily yeah. daily prayer for us whenever they go to work. Yes. Yeah. The the brother that that Ella Tim 
referred to um, also works in the hospital and the wife also. Uh, so they're frontline workers. It's very uh, serious, uh, dangerous, uh, ris very risky right now. Yes. yes, a member of Ebenezer Mission Church over on Union Turnpike in Queens is uh, a doctor. She was like a roving doctor serving, I think in Schenectady, New York, also came down uh, with COVID. She's back home now recovering. She's uh, past the, you know, this quarantine stage, but back in Queens with her family. So yeah, we are seeing this uh, uh, spread even further and, and they we're all, we're all apprehensive, I'm sure, about, about our own personal safety and our loved ones. And then also how to lead the church through this holiday season with, uh, you know, shutdowns looming and other things happening. I'm sure it's a very challenging time for, for our leaders. So we'll pray for them as well. Um, anyone else? Um, did it work? Yeah. Yes, it did. Prayer for um, my brother, Jack's doctor, his wound care doctor there in Inglewood in Bergen County. Um, I talk with him every time my brother Jackie goes to the doctor. And today he told me that his mother-in-law and father-in-law, they're in their 70s and they both have COVID and they are not doing well. Wow. I don't know their names, but okay. uh, Dr. Shoyer's mother-in-law and father-in-law. Well, let, let, let me do this. I'm going to ask uh, Tim, I think it's Tim Nussbaum is on, the, on his phone, if he could pray for these uh, requests that we've mentioned, John, uh, several people in uh, the Chinese American Bible Church, Romy's family, the frontline workers, uh, these other uh, relationships with uh, doctors and in-laws, praying for, for that. And then uh, since Chris, uh, Chris, I think he's, on the, he's still on the call. Chris, if you will pray for our churches and our leaders as we enter this holiday season time. Uh, we want this to be a real time of uh, deep joy and thankfulness that for what uh, the incarnation means to us, that he, Jesus Christ has come to us in our darkness, in our fear, in our brokenness, and has lifted us up to eternal life. So let's have those two pray, and that'll be the end of our uh, prayer time. Great. Thanks, George. Tim, I don't, I don't think you're coming through very well on that one. <laughs> well, let's let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris, why don't you pray first then? Well, <laughs> let's pray. Now, Father, we thank you for this season, uh, being able to to pause and to reflect on how you have come to us and what the incarnation is all about. Um, that Emmanuel is here with us, even in these places where we feel um, so afraid and, and, and anxiety-driven and, and so alone and in many ways isolated. Um, God, we know that you're, you are present. And Lord, we do feel a, a real sense of um, waiting, anticipation, wanting for something to change. And and God, I know that in, in this season that you are, um, you are giving us your hope, your peace, your love and joy um, is available through the, the Holy Spirit. So I pray for, for, um, for churches in, in 
in, in New York that you would continue to give your spirit in a powerful way. You would draw near to leadership, <clears throat> to know how to lead and to love well in this time. <clears throat> God, that you would provide, <clears throat> excuse me, you provide vision as well to know how to, um, to lead into new spaces and what, what next steps might look like even in uncertainty. Um, but God, I also just pray that you remind us of who you are in all of it. That you um, remind us of how good you are when your character can be trusted. God, that in this season of waiting that we would be able to look back and see how you have been faithful. That this pause would be a good time for us to reflect on um, on, on your grace and mercy that has been given to, shown to us already. That would fill us with hope and expectation of what is to come. Um, God, I do pray for um, those that have mentioned that, um, that, are, that are sick, um, for the Ramirez family and, and for others, Lord, that you would, you would intervene and heal quickly um, and that your peace would be um, amongst the family to know that you're at work. God, we trust you in this time. Uh, help us to trust more. Help us to, for our faith to grow uh, during this time. Be with our churches to, to be able to trust you as well as we walk and follow after you. Pray this in your name. Hey, Tim, we'll give you one last chance if you can come through and close us in prayer. Are you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I'm not sure what the problem was. Yeah. Let's pray. Uh, Father, um, we do just lift up. We hear just the pain in people's hearts as we know friends, we know family that are all being affected uh, by COVID. Some are in the hospital now, and it just puts a strain on everything. I think about Paul when he talks about uh, how God spared him grief upon grief or sorrow upon sorrow in uh, God, right now, it feels like that, to be honest. Uh, it feels like so many are feeling grief. And then when we hear these things, it's like grief on top of grief. And so we pray like the Apostle Paul, that uh, God, that you would show mercy here, that we know that you are the great physician and that you hold the key to all things. And so, God, we ask that for each person that's been mentioned, and I know there's others that weren't even mentioned uh, for the sake of time, God, we collectively, we just lay those at your feet. We trust you as uh, the God that does hold things all together. And we ask uh, God just for your mercy in those circumstances. We ask that we'd be able to see uh, your grace show up even, even in the tough circumstances um, as well. And we, and we trust you uh, with that. And so God, just show us also as leaders and pastors and uh, in churches, show us what it looks like to... Uh, be a comfort to people that need comforted right now and to um, to walk with people, to lament with people and to grieve with people. And um, as we know, God, that's where joy comes from as well, is uh, as we go through tough times, we cling to you and find uh, that joy that only you can give. And so we pray for that. We pray that in this dark season, that this would be um, an advent of hope and of joy and that we could see just you showing up in, in the most unexpected of ways as you always do. So, yeah, we just thank you for this time and we trust you in all these ways. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Well, thank you all for dialing into our prayer time. We will be back next Friday. We have some other special guests coming to be with us. Have a great weekend. However you are gathering, either online or in person, God bless you. Let me ask our MNYBA staff persons to kind of hang for a couple of minutes after this. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.